0: Welcome to Evensong at Epiphany, a podcast and ministry of Epiphany Seattle. Thank you for joining us in worship. We hope that this week's service provides you with ample opportunity to refresh your soul.
1: I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. My heart teaches me night after night I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not fall. Grace be unto you and peace, from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.
2: O Lord, open thou our lips. save us. O Lord, make grace to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning.
3: reading from the first letter of Paul to Timothy. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these instructions to you so that if I am delayed, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and bulwark of the truth. Without any doubt, the mystery of our religion is great. He was revealed in flesh, vindicated in spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among Gentiles, believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will renounce the faith by paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared with a hot iron. They forbid marriage and demand abstinence from foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected, provided it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by God's word and by prayer. If you put these instructions before the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with profane myths and old wives' tales. Train yourself in godliness, for while physical training is of some value, godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and struggle, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Here endeth the lesson.
4: A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for mortals, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions And in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Here endeth the lesson.
2: Save the state, and mercifully hear us when we call on Thee, and do thy ministers with righteousness, and may thy chosen. Be Huh? of all who put their trust in thee. Mercifully accept our prayers. And because through the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do no good thing without thee, give us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments, we may please thee both in will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of all enemies, may pass our time in resting quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thine only son our savior Jesus Christ Amen.
0: It's so great to be with you. It's so good to be in a room with any real person, but it's great to be with all of you. And uh, if you're out there in cyberspace watching this, equally as glad you're with us. All of that, you people in this room and the people out in the cyberspace, make me proud and glad that the power of the Episcopal Church is still alive, even in the face of the Super Bowl. And... (laughs) the face of the Olympics and pandemics and all kinds of stuff like that, yet here we are. And speaking of the pandemic, one thing that absolutely saved my soul and in addition helped my waistline during the pandemic was daily long walks. It got me outside the classic socially distanced activity I felt. As I know many of you probably did the same or do the same, and when we do, we tend to fall into patterns, routines, in this case, which routes we choose to take on those walks. I had one that I took a lot, and on that route, I would walk by a house that was under construction. In fact, I was able to literally watch this house be built from a dirt hole to a full-fledged house. I watched it all slowly morph until one day people were actually living in it. Shortly after construction started, I walked by it and I noticed a sign that went up, a prominent and well-designed sign, which hung above the bulletin board, put up at a construction site to leave notice for all the subcontractors and others who come on the site. And this sign read, for all of those who will work on this site and on this house, please do so as if your mother was going to live in it. <laughs> and I just loved that. I would genuflect by that sign every time I walked by. (laughs) We see the same sentiment on the many yard signs I see in my neighborhood and many of yours that suggest to drivers going by, of course, trying to get people to slow down and pay attention, to drive as if your kids lived here. It's not too big a leap to get to the gospel message, really the core of our faith and belief, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I would go as far to say if one had to have the shortest lesson in what it is to be a Christian, I think I might have to leave them with that. Another version of all these was given to me by one of the doctors at Ali Arab Hospital in Gaza, a place I've had the great honor and blessing of visiting in 2014, and a place I hope to return to visit in October of this year, and one of the more than two dozen schools, hospitals, rehabilitation centers, and other outreaches that the American Friends for the Episcopal Diocese of Jerusalem fund. This physician was asked, what to him would constitute a good life? And he quickly responded, the secret to a good life is making sure my neighbor has a good life. I was so moved by that reply. As we sat in the middle of Gaza, which is really a prison with two million people. Perhaps in that is summed up all of these notions. Build this house as if your mother was going to live in it. Drive as if your children lived here. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The secret to a good life is making sure your neighbor has a good life. Such profound truth, and yet so very counter to everything our human mind, our human living day to day in this world just seems to pull away from. Every person for themselves. Take care of your own. You get yours, I'll get mine. Is far more how our economy, our government, our schools, just about all human organization and endeavor operates. It gets couched in some pretty ubiquitous terms of our current day, such as personal responsibility, personal freedom. Personal is so much the focus Just think how profoundly different this world would be if our inclination, the pull to be humans in community, humans living and working together, was more based on the secret of a good life, is making your neighbor have a good life. Just think how different our world would be if the measurement of good, of peace, of meaningful human community were to be based on that. Maybe we wouldn't have 100,000 troops on a border threatening a war. Maybe we would have done far better at navigating this pandemic. Maybe we would most likely not have the human rights issues at our borders. Maybe we wouldn't see a world so unevenly and unfairly resourced. While we humans may intuitively understand this, we are far less likely to be able to live into it. It takes community to get this right. It is so difficult to admit and acknowledge that so many of these problems come from our living into the dog-eat-dog world instead of this one envisioned by our faith in Jesus Christ. Families don't bring young children on thousand-mile marches through the worst conditions just because they are greedy and want to take your job. They do it because the life they live in the place they call home has become a living hell. Think how different it could be if our policy, our communal life on this planet, were instead based on build this house as if your mother was going to live in it. The secret of a good life is making sure your neighbor has a good life. Folks, whether you're in this room with me right now, or watching out there somewhere from around the world, or even seeing this some other time after we gather today, This is our faith. This is the world turned upside down that Jesus was constantly imploring us to make a reality. And on this night, this beautiful night, which you, Epiphany, have done for so long and so well, this is, I would argue, the entire theme. It is exactly what it means to have a heart. It is to build this house as if your mother was going to live in it. It is to do unto others what you would have them do unto you. It is living into a life of work and giving, built on the firm belief that the secret to a good life is making sure your neighbor has a good life. Wherever you are, wherever you are listening to me, this is our faith, this is what it is to be Christian, this is what it means when our gospel says, lay down your life for a friend, when it says, give everything away, everything, and follow me. It's not saying literally leave all your belongings on the corner, but it is definitely saying in God's world, none of what the world says you own, says is yours, says you possess and hold on to, none of that is true in God's world, no matter what legal documents you have in this world to prove it. We give everything away or we are called to when we hit those baptismal waters and when those waters wash over us. The ontological change, the transformation envisioned through baptism is that to give it all away, to move from being an owner to a steward, a caretaker, someone who takes care of what has been given to you. And part of stewarding that is making sure what you oversee, what you steward, All of the possessions, assets, money you have is used to move ever closer to God's kingdom, God's economy, the dream Jesus laid out for all of us. Several years ago, I made a decision that I had no need to chair any committee or board if I didn't absolutely have to. (laughs) Or, and especially if I didn't totally 100% believe in what the organization did. And I have to tell you, I'm adept at staying out of that. I've done very well. But then the American Friends of the Episcopal Diocese of Jerusalem came along, and it filled every one of those criteria. So I agreed to chair it because I believe in it so much. I believe it is one of those organizations, as are all of those you Epiphany so generously support, that helps me walk straight into an upside-down world. It is a way I can live into, incarnate that theme I have centered on tonight. Build this house as if your mother was going to live in it. The secret to a good life is making sure your neighbor has a good life. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. The living stones, the name we use for the Christians still left in the land of the Holy One, Jerusalem and Israel-Palestine, They are our neighbors. Those you serve through the Haiti Micah Project are our neighbors. As are all those you serve through the Nicholas Fund, Night Watch, Teen Feed, the YWCA, all of them, our community, our siblings, our neighbors, our sisters, our brothers, our fathers, and our mothers. This is the way this house is supposed to be built. Jesus told us how to build it when he came and lived and died and rose in our midst. And he left us this charge to build a house, a community, a people, a world where all are neighbors, even in all of our individualities, all of our uniquenesses, all of our differences, language, colors, cultures, beliefs, economic status, abilities, even with all of those distinctions, to be yet, and most importantly, one, united in Jesus Christ. That's the house he calls us to build. It's the reason for our faith. It is the so what of our existence as Christians and as followers of Jesus. So I urge you to join me and all here in building that house. That is what we're all here about tonight. And because of all that, I am not at all ashamed to ask you to give and to give generously. Because I know and believe it will change the lives for the better of those who will receive it. But as Jesus taught and knew full well too, most importantly, it will change you. And it will change us. And it is a mighty step toward building that house. I believe that. That's why I stand here tonight with you for this event. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The secret of a good life is making sure my neighbor has a good life. Build this house as if your mother was going to live in it. My beloved, I have said these words to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, Thine unworthy servants, do give Thee most humble and hearty thanks for all Thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all Thou hast made. We bless Thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for Thy inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, Amen. Amen. Almighty God, who hast given us at this time grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication unto thee, and hast promised through thy well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, thou wilt be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus. Forever ever and ever. Amen.